Hello, and welcome to the Samuel Proctor Oral History Program's Fall 2020 Internship Podcast Series. This podcast contains clips from interviews from the Catholic Institutions of North Central Florida Project, which aims to document the perspectives and experiences of local Catholic communities. This episode will focus on the themes of faith, education, and culture, as discussed by Margie Lawrence, Katie Finnerty, Carrie Lee, and Maria Ginas. The interviews began with conversations about their early life histories, where our narrators described their experiences growing up Catholic. They discussed the importance of faith to their families, as well as the multicultural nature of the Catholic community. Here's Mrs. Finnerty's perspective on growing up Catholic. Okay, so we started out in uh, Fort Chester, New York. I was born in 1935, and, um, and my, I was born to an Irish immigrant mother and Italian immigrant grandparents. So we had a multicultural home, and, which was a lot of fun. And, uh, and in 1949, we moved to Florida. And um, we uh, went to, so we were living in Orlando and St. James Catholic Church was the church that we went to there. And we went to the Catholic school there. I had always gone to um, Catholic school. And uh, so we were very blessed to have a good Catholic education and able to continue to do that after we moved to Florida. And, uh, and I know it was a sacrifice for my parents because there was little money, but they made sure we had our Catholic school education. And so I graduated from St. James High School and, uh, and probably was one of the last classes to graduate from St. James because uh, they opened up Bishop Moore and my sister went to Bishop Moore because she was younger than I. So, so that was our good foundation. Here's a brief overview of Mrs. Ginesse's story of her childhood experiences. I was born in Havana, Cuba, and I came to this country in 1954, right after I got married, and that's how my life began. I, have, I was born Catholic in a Catholic household where we prayed the rosary, went to church, went to all the masses, and that's the way I grew up. As did many church members, these women placed great importance on Catholic education, relating these values to their own early life stories. Mrs. Lawrence also emphasized the role of Catholic education in her childhood. I'm a cradle Catholic. So I was raised by the nuns. Um, we ha- I was taught by the Franciscan Sisters of Charity in Wisconsin, in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. And there's a huge mother house there. So the nuns were a very large part of my life. Um, we saw them everywhere. Um, they were part of our school community and they were part of our family community too. We had uh, showers for the nuns for food and for general um, items. My mother would um, about once a month make a fantastic dessert or a meal and send it over to the uh, rectory for that the nuns lived in for a meal for them. And um, we would just drop the food off and they would be waiting for it. And um, it was part of our life. I, I don't know how else to say it except 
it was part of them. Again, I'm 72 years old, so I mean, you know, Catholicism has changed over the years, especially its organization. There aren't that many nuns, but at that time, there were lots of them, and they were very much a part of our life. Similarly, Mrs. Lee expressed the sense of community that her faith-based education at Our Lady of Lords Academy entailed. And my high school was tremendous, and we had such a great sense of sisterhood um, that um, really nourished each other. The quality of the education provided by Catholic schools was a common topic of discussion during interviews, and the personal testimonies given by these women highlight the importance of this aspect in strengthening their church communities. Here's Mrs. Lee explaining the importance of education to Catholicism. I think the only answer to that and the only way that we are going to be able to grow our Catholicism is supporting our Catholic schools because they're the ones that really uh, bring the, the faith to the children. School is so integral in family worship. As a kindergarten teacher at St. Patrick's Catholic School, Mrs. Lawrence described her faith-based teachings. It's very in- involved. Um, once you, if you taught as long as I do, and you teach religion every day, and you try and model religion, and you make the kids understand that faith in God is the fabric of your life, um, it becomes very clearly the fabric of your life as well. We're constantly in our classroom. Um, there was a classic book years ago that called To Teach As Jesus Did. And I think one of the things that people of my generation did when they read the book is they looked at it and thought, what choices can I make? How can I best serve God? Um, how can I approach my children and get them to understand that? that God is real, that our faith is real, that it's a living document, it's not a, a piece of paper. Um, and that was a challenge for me initially because I will say that when I was growing up, we had the Baltimore Catechism. So a lot of the faith that we were initially taught was uh, wrote. It was, um, why did God made me? God made me to know him and love him and serve him in this world. That was one of the stock responses for um, for my seventh and eighth grade religion. I went on to learn this because God made me out of infinite love and I am his child. And it is my job to, to spread the faith and spread his love and make children see how, how wonderful the gift is we have of life and, and how, it's, how important it is that we love God, serve God, and serve our neighbor. Discussing education at St. Patrick's, Mrs. Lawrence spoke about the changes that have occurred throughout the years. When I came, um, it was maybe 200 kids, and Sister Jane, our principal at the time, um, who was still very much with Sisters of St. Joseph in St. Augustine, um, was my principal, and she just thought we were absolutely huge. Um, the, The children here were almost all Catholic. And there was very little racial diversity. Almost everybody was, it was very white bread, for lack of a better term. Um, and uh, larger families. 
Um, we had kids, you know, I would have uh, a family that had like three and four kids at school. And the way the um, financial structure was set up for fees um, at the school at the time, you paid um, so much for the first kid, so much for the second kid. By the time you got to the third or fourth, it was almost free. It was a great deal. Now, uh, it was a great deal financially for the parents. Over time, though, it couldn't sustain itself because we were just, the school was just paying so much more for the extra kids that they could no longer sustain that um, fee structure. Over the years, what happened was the school got bigger, and as it grew, uh, we had more and more non-Catholic children. And as the structure of the school, uh, structure of the state changed so that, for example, you could get um, financial help to go to a private school, uh, like, for example, Step Up is a program we currently use um, at St. Pat's. It's a big uh, program in the state of Florida. Um, children uh, from non-Catholic faith, or just anyone actually, could um, get financial help to attend the school. So because of that, we have a large population of, of students at the school that are um, financially assisted through the STEP-UP program. The other thing that happened over the school over the years is we, um, I myself personally, I always took children that had special needs. I, um, I, I just thought if if you wanted a Catholic education, you should have a Catholic education, and then we could at least try. But I mean, I had children in wheelchairs. I had a, I took the first down child at the school. Um, you know, uh, God made us, and everyone has a, everyone has a right to a Catholic education if they want it. And we just have to roll up our sleeves and make sure that we have the opportunity to give the, the opportunity to give that child. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least we know we've tried. Although not focusing specifically on education, Mrs. Lee also discussed the ways in which Catholicism and St. Patrick's Catholic Church have changed over time. As the city has evolved, so have the Catholic parishes. And we've really seen a beautiful kind of renaissance and growth of our faith here. Within the interviews, these narrators frequently brought up the theme of culture as it relates to the Catholic community. For Mrs. Genus, the concepts of Catholicism and culture were interconnected almost to the point of being one and the same. Like I say, I, I, I grew up in a Catholic, you know, I knew all the prayers and all the rosaries and everything. That's the way I grew up. And so that's part of my culture. Mrs. Lee also discussed the relationship between Catholicism and culture. How I was raised, how I think, my priorities, my family, um, you know, my whole sense of, of who I am, defining myself. And that's how I feel about my Catholicism. I wouldn't be me without my Catholicism. Looking towards the future... Each of these narrators expressed hope for the continual growth of St. Patrick's and of Catholicism as a whole. For Mrs. Lawrence, this was evident in her hopes for St. Patrick's Catholic School. I would like to see the church and school really work together and open. This is a dream, I know it, but I would like to see it open to the community. We are in East Gainesville, and um, it is not necessarily a big Catholic area of town, 
And I would like to see the church and school work together to have maybe um, the resources for the school open, like on the weekend, for the community to come in and enjoy. We have a very nice basketball court. I would love to see the kids, the community come in. Maybe we could have volunteers or or hire someone on the, the weekend to allow other faiths and other community groups and to, to use our facilities. I would like to, I would like us to be welcoming. It's a dream. I mean, it really is a dream, but I would like to see us. I would like us to be really part of Eastside Gainesville. I have a lot of kids from Eastside Gainesville. I will say that that has grown and grown and grown. Um, in my classroom now, it is racially very diverse. It has been for probably the last 10, 12 years, easily, maybe even more. But I would just like to see a real, a real community of Catholic, other faiths, an interfaith kind of thing where we're all together. That's what I'd like. I'd love it. These narrators also offered their perspectives on the importance of faith, the influence of religion in their lives, and the meaning of being Catholic. Mrs. Genus conveyed the centrality and significance of her faith to her life. So you want to know what it means to me to be Catholic? It means a lot. It, it sort of guides my life, you know, when I get up in the morning and I see all these things around me and I pray. So it changed the way I look at things. They make me more aware what a beautiful world we live in and how lucky I am that I believe in God. And I believe that he's guiding my life. Mrs. Lawrence expressed the sense of comfort she feels attending church services. I like, this is going to sound crazy, I just like going to church and rarely miss Mass. It has to be a big deal for me to miss Mass. It's got to be dire. And when I go into church, I feel good. I feel like I'm at home. I feel like this is where I'm meant to be. Um, I like Mass. Mass comforts me. I just like it. I, I like I love going to communion. And I don't see myself as an overly religious person or anything. I guess part of it is the way I was raised. But I, oh, Mass is part of what I do. It just is. As a final message on St. Patrick's Catholic Church and its community, we would like to leave you with these expressions of gratitude and love from Mrs. Genus and Mrs. Finnerty. St. Patrick is wonderful, you know. I love St. Pat's. I love the diversity there. I love the warmth and just the spontaneous, um, wonderful things that they do. Thank you again to Margie Lawrence, Katie Finnerty, Carrie Lee, and Maria Ginas for their participation in this project, as well as the rest of the narrators who recorded their stories for the CNCF collection. We hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and are inspired to listen to the complete interviews available through the Samuel Proctor Oral History Program's Catholic Institutions of North Central Florida collection.